St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host here, Greg Lindbergh. On this episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast, we are speaking about the Bachelors in Human Services program here at St. Leo University. And to help us do so, we have a great guest joining us here on the podcast. Her name is Dr. Amina Abdullah, and she is the Chair of Undergraduate Human Services here at St. Leo, and uh, she's also an Assistant Professor of Human Services here at St. Leo University. Dr. Abdullah, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me today, Greg. So first off, uh, Dr. Abdullah, if you could just give a brief bio of yourself, your background, uh, your practical experience, and then we can dovetail into how you got into teaching and uh, how long you've been with St. Leo. Okay, thank you. Uh, Well, I do have a PhD in human services, um, as well as over 20 years of uh, practical experience working in the human services field. So currently I'm the chair for the human services undergraduate program. However, I do teach undergraduate and graduate level courses. Um, as far as how I started with St. Leo, um, I started off as an adjunct teaching business courses. I have a master's degree in business as well. Um, so once I discovered that there was a human services program, I reached out to the chair at that time. Her name is Dr. Kinsella to inquire about expanding a program in my region. Uh, So from there, I was moved into a lead position um, under the human services program. So I have served in a variety of roles since my, um, since coming to St. Leo University. Uh, In addition to being an adjunct, um, I moved up into a regional academic director position, as well as uh, assistant professor. And at one point I was the associate chair before becoming the chair for the program. I know you did reference the Master's in Human Services Administration program as well that St. Leo also offers, Uh, but I understand that we did launch this bachelor's program uh, initially, correct? Yes, the the bachelor's program was around several years before the graduate program came aboard. I see. Very interesting. And uh, let's talk about where exactly this program is offered. So the program, it's offered online and at several education centers in Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida. Um, For those of you who may not know uh, the human services uh, field, it's one of the fastest growing professions according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. Um, In essence, uh, human services professionals, the, the field itself is meant to assist individuals, children, families, and seniors, as well as minorities, special groups, and populations. So professionals who are working in the field, they learn a broad variety of helping skills, case management functions, and intervention practices that they can use to assist clients who are in need to overcome obstacles and gain access to service. So one of the things about our program, Greg, is that it's considered an applied science. And with that, I mean that the students, the, um, 
the knowledge that they gain while they're in the program, that they can act that they have the opportunity to apply that through field placement. And then that allows them to gain practical experience when working in the field. So that makes them job ready when they graduate with their undergraduate degree in human services. Right. I see. And then, so just to reiterate, so we do offer multiple options, uh, whether a student is interested in taking this program at one of our education centers uh, in the three states that you mentioned, or uh, they can do it fully online as well, correct? correct. Yep. Nice. And that, I'm sure that gives, you know, a lot of flexibility, a lot of options, obviously, depending on the type of student interested in this program. And let's uh, let's get a little more into that. Talk to me about just the prospective student out there uh, who might be interested in this program. You know, what kind of background would they have? Is it traditionally, you know, the, the more so right out of high school, so to speak, traditional student? Or, you know, do we also have a fair amount of adult learners as well? That, that's a great question. You've got some really good questions today, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> So just just to kind of just um, I mention again that because it is a helping profession that the the program um, it's it's really designed for for anyone who has a um, you know who has it within their nature where they know that they want to help others. So if um, if you find that people are drawn to you um, to discuss their problems or if they just like talking to you because they uh, tell you, you know, you're, you're such a good listener. <laughs> you know, you, you, I can, I can come to you and share things and just, you know, get, get some advice or just, you'll, you'll listen to what I have to say. Then the human services program is definitely for you. But within our program, our students, they tend to be adult learners um, who maybe have had some experience um, working in either other professions or maybe volunteering within their community at their church. Um, or maybe they may even have some blemishes um, with, on their background, their background record. And so, you know, they're wondering what could be a profession that I could work in that I could actually utilize, develop and utilize this um, innate nature that I have within myself for wanting to help people. Well, Human Services is the program that's designed to do that because within the program, you're gonna learn um, uh, a wide variety of not only skills, but functions that are in high demand. Um, as I mentioned before, I mean, it is one of the fastest growing professions. Our goal is to, you know, work ourselves out of jobs. However, you know, it's unfortunate that's just not going to happen because it needs just continue to grow, um, you know, whether it's situational from something uh, with the client or just something from that happens due to a natural disaster or um, something that happens within society, especially look at right now with what's happening with COVID. Um, so basically, I mean, if you just have that innate nature that you wanna help other others, um, the human services profession is the profession for you. Let's dive a little further into the topics, the courses, just the specific uh, aspects of this curriculum and what students can expect in this program. Okay, and um, our, our program, once again, is interdisciplinary, which means that uh, students who enroll in the human services program, 
Their education is gonna consist of completing courses from a variety of disciplines. So there are 10 major core courses. Um, those consist of uh, the Introduction to Human Services, which that's our foundation course that gives the background for the human services, how it was started, and some of those initial skills and functions that were, um, that, that followed with the, the program, as well as um, we have our group, our group dynamics course. The group dynamics course is gonna reinforce the skills, some of the skills that you initially learn about in that introduction to human services courses. But the focus of that is really to set up, um, to learn how to set up a, a, a group, like a support group, um, not only set it up, but to be able to facilitate it. So it really gets into those concepts of um, forming a group. So the stages of that um, an individual uh, individual will go through when they're forming a group, um, as well as we have two research courses, um, quantitative and qualitative research. Um, the social policy course, where it looks at how social policy, how legislation, how it can impact um, uh, impact uh, uh, the legislation, how it can impact what happens within the community and therefore affects the members of the community um, to potentially create additional needs, as well as um, how to service those needs. So it can have a dual a dual impact. Um, how legislation legislation that comes from um, from government office. Um, in addition, we have our human services administration course. Uh, the human services administration course, um, it's, it's really a good course because it looks at the structure of human services um, organizations um, and how that the operations would be for those organizations as far as the services that they provide, the programs that they provide, the clients they serve, the type of funding that they seek. And this course is one of the reasons I really want to emphasize and highlight this course is because if you're interested in pursuing your master's degree in human services administration, this is kind of one of the foundation courses for that program. So it's going to give you that introduction and just highlight some of the things that um, you know the graduate program takes a deeper and um, more in-depth look at. So I, I definitely wanna um, highlight that one. Now, in addition to students, they complete um, field placement, two field placements. Uh, the field placements, those are an opportunity for the students to apply the knowledge that they've learned in the program while in field placement. And so that, that's, that's a great um, experience for them as well because the, the time that they spend in field placement, not only does it provide you with an opportunity to expand on your academic learning, but it also helps you to develop your professional self, which we know is very important um, for students, you know, as they're graduating and they're looking for those career opportunities. Um, in addition, the field placement, this is something that students can place on their resume. And that's something I'll go over a little bit later, but they can place that um, field placement experience, as well as the hours. Um, just think about all the uh, employees that you meet while you're in field placement. So there could be some opportunities there as well, that networking um, through field placement. And then the last human services course is the senior seminar course. Um, and that's basically the capstone course where that um, encapsulates everything that you've learned throughout the program. Um, and then at the end of that, the students, they take a final uh, exam 
that's based on all of their coursework. Uh, but the other courses that they take in addition to those human services courses that, that I mentioned were the interdisciplinary part were the sociology, psychology, criminal justice, and social work courses that students take as well. I'm not sure if I mentioned this. So <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I recapped on them just in case I didn't. And I was curious as far as the field placement, uh, you know, coursework and, and that requirement, I would imagine that the faculty, you know, do work with students as far as finding those opportunities. Oh, that, that's a great question as well. Yes, we do. We work with the students to help them secure their field placement. Uh, the field placement is offered once per year, and that usually runs from January until May. So what we do is we host field placement prep sessions in the fall. During the field placement prep sessions, we meet with all the students who are eligible for field placement to help them to locate a field placement that meets not only the program requirements, but our accrediting body, their requirements as well. So that's a very important piece of the structure of the program, um, this field placement prep, because it's not an actual course that students earn credit for, but it is important that they participate in the these sessions because this is what's actually going to help to guide them um, through that process of identifying a field placement that not only um, meets what they're potentially looking to hopefully do as a career path. Um, one of the things I always share with students is, you know, if you, you go to your field placement and maybe it's something that, you know, you always thought you wanted to do. So you do your field placement in that area. Then you go into the field placement. Field placement can do one of two things. It can solidify that, that work that you wanna do with that population maybe you wanna serve, or it can help you determine, well, you know, maybe I need to relook at that. Maybe um, th there's other, uh, I can do that same service, but maybe with a different population. So it can help you to fine tune what it is that you're uh, looking to do. And that's a great opportunity to be able to do that while you're in field placement, because it is a learning experience for you. And, um, you know, by being able to explore uh, with your, not only your field placement supervisor, but with the um, faculty as well, it can help you with uh, decision-making when it comes to the type of career that you want once you graduate from the program. Uh, in terms of the faculty who teach in this program, talk to me about the, the backgrounds of the faculty. And I would imagine we have a nice variety of, of individuals, uh, you know, both full-time and adjuncts, correct? We do. We have, um, we have uh, faculty that consists of adjuncts and full-time faculty members who uh, teach for the program. And they're all educated and have experience in working in the human services profession. Um, just to give you a little background on some of them, we have uh, Dr. Ben Thornton. She uh, teaches with us and she has her doctoral degree in, in education and psychology. And then as well, we have Dr. Maxwell. She teaches with us um, and her degree is in um, family. She specializes in family services. And then some of our adjuncts that teach with us, we have um, Dr. Lett, Dr. Tamika Lett, she teaches with us, um, as well as we have Dr. Charlene Cofield. So while we have a lot of our faculty members who um, do have their doctoral degrees, they also have a wealth of experience just from the, the, the work that they are currently doing working in the field. 
Let's get into career opportunities. Uh, I know you were mentioning earlier about resumes and certainly the field placement aspect and how that can help students in terms of networking and whatnot. Uh, what are some specific examples of careers, of, of titles, of jobs, let's say even that a graduate could attain with this degree? So for this, the human services degree in particular, what I usually do, um, in reference to the type of positions that one can attain, because there are, there are so many, <laughs> there are so many uh, <laughs> positions that are related to the human services profession. So basically human services touches many professions, but just to give you um, an idea of what some of them may be, um, we have the caretake specialists, we have caseworkers, we have referral specialists, we have family support workers, substance use counselors, probation officers, community outreach workers, mental health aides, client advocates, juvenile court support, um, gerontology counselors, child welfare specialists, uh, unity and diversity managers. And some of the settings could be a hospital, nursing homes, transitional housing facilities. Um, nonprofit agencies, just general nonprofit agencies, uh, schools, colleges, um, different crisis centers, such as a, like a sexual assault center or a crisis hotline, um, health insurance companies, daycares, senior facilities, um, after school tutoring. But just to kind of um, what I was stating earlier, what I usually suggest is to go on to indeed.com. Because indeed, uh, if you type in human services in the area where you live, it'll return, I'm sure, a nice list of uh, career titles that are related to the human services profession. So you can actually see for yourself how many jobs that are out there under the human services um, profession. In terms of graduate studies, I know I referenced earlier the uh, the graduate program in human services administration that we offer, and I would imagine that we do have some students who, who complete both. I know that we also offer some opportunities to complete uh, both of those degrees, uh, perhaps in a shorter amount of time even than it would take uh, in a normal setting. But talk to me about how this uh, this bachelor's in human services degree uh, would prepare a student for a graduate degree program? Well, the um, human services, the undergraduate human services degree, what it's going to do is provide students um, by giving them a great foundation for the human services administration program. Um, just with the courses that I mentioned, the students would have knowledge um, from the Oh, and I, I just realized that I, I did forget one of the courses, our, um, our uh, interpersonal helping skills course. I didn't mention that. And that's a very important course. So I'm glad you asked this question because that just made me think about that. But that's where they're going to learn a lot of the skills that they, that they utilize in the program. Um, so they learn about case management functions there. They learn how to do referrals. They learn how to advocate. They learn how to do service delivery plans or individual service plans. Um, they learn how to do assessment. 
announcements. They learn how to interview. So, I mean, there is so much that is packed into that course that th these skills are really going to be what help them when they go into that graduate course, in addition to the human services administration course. So while all of the courses are instrumental to um, as a segue into the graduate program, some of the core courses associated with the program, they have more um, uh, more practices and policies that you would see in the, the graduate program as far as uh, the graduate program focuses on um, running a, a human services organization. So you're gonna know what the employees, what they actually experience. And sometimes even at the undergraduate level, we've had some students who have, um, you know, it's not uncommon in a nonprofit setting for a worker to wear more than one hat. So we've had some students who've graduated from the program and, you know, they're seeing this now as they're out there working in the field that they actually have to perform. And I say wearing more than one hat, actually doing more than one role. So the graduate program expands on that, where it's going to show all those different roles that you may work in um, from either a management or administrative perspective when you're in the graduate program. Right. I see. Very interesting. And then to tie it back to, because you did ask, I believe, about the um, accelerated options that we have. Um, so to tie it back to those, um, we have two, two options available right now where you can earn your bachelor's and your master's degree within three to four years. Now, these options tend to be more feasible for um, our students who already have an associate's degree. And for the most part, the students in the undergraduate program, once again, they tend to be adult students. So, and, and the majority of them usually do have some type of associate's degree or they've had prior college, um, uh, prior, prior, some prior college where they have some credits that they can potentially transfer into the program. But we do have articulation agreements set up with um, some community colleges. So I would definitely encourage your listeners to, you know, ask about that and check on that because that's going to help um, that could help with the progress that you make um, through the um, accelerated programs. So uh, the, the first one is a three-year program. It's a three-year option. And then the second one is a, a four-year option. So with the three-year option, you would basically complete your um, bachelor's degree in two years and then the master's degree in a year. And then with the two plus two, that's the four-year option. You would complete your bachelor's degree in two years and then, or it may take two and a half years and then your master's degree in two years. And that just basically depends on how many students, how many, excuse me, how many courses the student wants to take. So whether they wanna take, you know, two courses at the time or one. And of course we always recommend to two because that's gonna um, uh, keep you on track as far as getting done in a timely fashion. Sure. That's wonderful that we offer so many different avenues, options, and uh, that a student can literally come in and, like you said, within three to four years, have both the bachelor's and master's degrees. I did want to ask a little more about uh, as far as careers and 
Uh, could you mention any specific alumni that we've had, or even just in general terms, uh, perhaps where some of our recent alumni from this bachelor's program have actually gone on to in terms of careers? Uh, yes, we do. We have, um, we actually have quite a bit that have gone on to have um, successful careers, um, whether, whether they chose to uh, continue their education and get a, um, earn a master's degree or uh, some that have chose to, um, to uh, you know, apply for promotions at their current jobs. Um, we've, we've had a couple, we have one student, his name is Timothy Gals. He actually works for Eggleston in Virginia. Uh, that during his field placement, the, uh, one of the higher administrators was so impressed by his questioning and performance during field placement that he actually created a position for him. So um, he, he, he is one of our success stories that we love to share. Um, but we have Letitia Handy. She graduated from the undergraduate program. Um, she is now the director of unity for the city of Hampton. And so she, I mean, she's doing a phenomenal job. I, I get to see it day in and day out because I'm right here in Hampton. <laughs> so I get to see exactly what she's doing, but she's doing a phenomenal job leading um, unity and diversity for the community members. Uh, one of the things that she just recently set up was a community drive for the COVID vaccine for members within the community. And um, yeah, she, she had um, a, a great response to that, but um, I, I was on that email list as one of her contacts. So uh, I, I, once again, like I said, when I see, I can, I can actually see what she's doing because um, I received the announcements and you know sometimes things are on the local news. So I get to see what's happening there. Um, then we have another student, her name is Samara Harris. Uh, she graduated the same year, her and Letitia, they graduated the same year. They were actually study buddies throughout the program. And Samara, um, I'm proud to share that she's the director of the Assault Center in Newport News, Virginia. Uh, she graduated with her undergraduate degree in human services. And both of them are planning on going back to, to uh, obtain their graduate degrees. I just haven't talked them into it yet, but they said they want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just try to stay behind them to remind them that, you know, it's only going to help them further their career career path, if, you know, because if there's other things that I know that they would like to um, do. So, you know, we're very proud of both of them, of Letitia and Handy, but we have um, even Jay, Jay Brown, um, he works uh, with veterans. He helps them to gain employment. So he works with the um, government doing that. And then we have um, Kendra Brown. She actually works with the, the government as well. So, I mean, I could go on and on as far <laughs> as the students and what, you know, some of them are doing. We did have a couple of them. They came, we did a... Um, a leaders in the industry panel and a couple of them, they came to share uh, their experience as far as what they learned in the program and how that's translating to what they're actually doing now that they're out in the field. And we have that link up on our website. So maybe that could be something that we could share um, at the end. And for those of you who may wanna take a look at, um, to actually hear from those um, success stories of the alum who graduated from the program. 
Absolutely. I can certainly include a link to uh, that information in this in this podcast as far as the show notes for this episode. So would love to, to link to that as well. I know you did mention the, the COVID-19 vaccine and one in individual assisting with that. And I'm curious, in terms of the human services field in general, how would you say COVID-19 has changed the field and uh, perhaps opened the door to even more opportunities? Yes. And once again, you know, I, I always like to share, you know, I mean, while the while the, the, the human services field does create opportunity. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that these opportunity that these opportunities are coming because of, you know, people tend to be at their lowest point or that they have such a need. But in essence, it's um, to be able to help people when they are in a crisis or when they have a problem or they just don't know where to turn you know, that, that work within itself is, is gratifying to know that you're helping someone. So um, as far as the, the profession itself with COVID and how it's changed, I mean, not only has COVID changed the profession, but look at the wildfires out in California last year, um, what's going on right now with immigration at the borders. Um, I mean, just speaking, I could speak on that alone, how, you know, they need case managers down there to help process individuals who are uh, crossing um, into the United States because of the um, overwhelming number of people coming across the border has increased um, dramatically over the past, uh, or excuse me, drastically over the past year. So that, I mean, that has created the need for more individuals to be able to do that type of work. If you have a degree in human services from our program, you are going to have the, the skills to be able to go in and be able to do those jobs. So it's not like you're going to have to go through some full training to learn how to be able to interact with those individuals. You're going to have that once you graduate from the program. COVID itself, I mean, we all know that, you know, look at how many jobs were lost as a result of that. I can remember when the pandemic first started, um, you know, there the unemployment claims, they were just, uh, fallen behind on them. They couldn't keep up with them. They didn't have enough workers to process them. So that was a need that they needed more um, individuals to help with processing uh, benefit claims for unemployment. Um, then think of just even the wildfires out in California, you know, people's homes that are burning down. Now they're displaced. Where are they going to live? Where are they getting food from? So you have a lot of the nonprofit agencies. These are the, one, these are the ones that are showing up. I can recall in the news them showing um, different agencies that came in not only to provide tents and temporary housing for families who had nowhere else to go, but bringing clothes and food um, to like parking lots, just open parking lots to be able to help them, um, you know, just to be able to help people get by. And so, um, you know, the, these are some of the things that um, happen spontaneously, even think of hurricanes, flooding. Yeah, I mean, that those just happened in, uh, I believe it was Nashville just recently, but these things are ongoing. So they're not one-time episodes. It's, it's, it's um, Once again, it's unfortunate, but they're ongoing. And so this is what creates the need. This, this is where you, you'll find 
you know, um, human services professionals, as well as, um, you know, there's been a, a rise of mental health issues with COVID, you know, just from the having to uh, stay indoors, you know, at one point when everyone was on lockdown, the majority of the states were on lockdown and you couldn't interact with, um, with basically anyone outside of your, your household, you know, that was the recommendation. So think of uh, for those who live alone and, you know, they aren't getting that social connection, or even if you live with somebody, but you're still used to kind of getting out and having those social connections. And now that's impacting your mental health. Um, you know, there was, there was a increase of demand for individuals to have the skills and could come in and help with um, providing uh, providing uh, service plans for to help um, individuals who had these types of needs. So I mean, it's 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 very important work. You know, I don't want to uh, make light of it at all. It's very important work with human services workers do. And sometimes they're they're almost the. It's almost like it's the. You, you know it exists, but you don't realize that that's what it is, that that's what human services is until someone can paint that picture for you and actually, um, you know, share situations that uh, human services, where you may find a human services worker. But even with COVID and the kids, there, you know, a lot of the kids were working, um, taking classes from home. Uh, that, you know, the schools closed and the kids had to go home. So some of the school districts, they were having a hard time with getting the kids to log on and come into class. And so some of the school districts created jobs uh, for like student support services where they were sending and they had a whole team of individuals who would, you know, call in, call the families, call into the home to you know, see what type of support that the student needed to help them to get online. And if they couldn't reach them at home, then they would actually drive out. You know? So they would drive out and knock on the door to see if um, you know, they could get someone there because you know, some of the kids just weren't showing up. And so that was affecting their attendance and they were falling behind in their lessons. So, I mean, I know some school districts, they, those are positions that were creative as a result of COVID, just, you know, making sure the students had what they needed. And some of them were finding it, it was like just something simple and technical, but because the students didn't know where to go, they just weren't logging onto the system. But then when this person, um, the support person showed up to help them, then now they were able to get in there so then they could um, do their lessons and participate even in the classes that they were supposed to be in. So, I mean, you can find human services professionals. I could go on and on with giving you examples. I worked in a hospital in my former life, as I like to say, but I could, uh, you know, I could just give examples from that, the type of work that I did there. I know Dr. Ben Thornton, she, you know, she worked in um, public school. And I mean, we, we go into these situations. We talk about this when we're in class. So it's not that the, the learning is just from what's in your books. We are talking about what is going on around us, what's going on in our communities, what's going on across the nation, what is going on across the world. We bring that into the classroom. And I mean, it's just so relevant, you know, um, as to, um, you know, how all of these factors, how they um, impact people 
And, you know, so, sometimes people, you just need help. I, I, I know I've, I've seen on the news when, you know, there were individuals who said, I could never see myself going to a food bank for food. I never thought this would be me. I thought this was always someone else. So, I mean, you just never know when it might be you, but to be able to be on the side where you're being able to provide help to the, to those who do have that need, um, you know, it's just uh, it's just a, a, another level of being able to, um, you know, serve humanity. So that's great insight. And like you said, it's it's unfortunate, but it is just the reality right. that there's so many populations out there, so many individuals who need, you know, countless types of support. And it sounds like this program truly prepares a graduate. Uh, to be able to to tackle, to enter any of those situations and lend a helping hand and really enjoy a rewarding, satisfying career. Yes. And just to wrap up our conversation here, uh, just kind of summarize, talk to me about what would you say sets this this Bachelor's in Human Services program apart uh, from others out there? Well, I think what actually sets our program apart from some of the others is the, the support that's received from the faculty. I mean, there's a couple of things, but the support from the faculty, once again, we're, we're not just educating you based on what's in a book. We are actually bringing those experience into the classroom and having that discussion with you. We wanna see you earn your degree. So we're helping to keep you on track. We do these degree completion plans with students to help keep them on track while they're in the program. So then that way they could see from A to Z, if you take your courses in this order, this is when you'll be done and you'll, you'll, you'll earn your degree in the um, human services field. So I think one of the, that's one of the big factors is the fact that we do show up. Um, in addition that we have so many opportunities built into the program for students. Um, we provide workshops such as uh, an APA workshop to help the students with their academic writing, because uh, that is one of the things the students are expected to do when they're in their courses is to be able to demonstrate um, academic writing. And for some students, depending on when you graduated from um, college or you know when you were in college, or you, maybe you, this is your first time in college, uh, you just may not have that background or maybe that wasn't how it was when you were in school. So we offer workshops to help get you acclimated to that, to help you um, develop your skills in that area. So that's one of the things we do. In addition, we offer um, role play sessions across the program where we um, encourage all the students. Well, we invite all the students to come and participate um, in, a, uh, in a role play scenario that um, uh, we come up with for the program. So it gives you an opportunity to be able to practice your, um, to be able to practice those um, interpersonal helping skills that we mentioned earlier, such as um, empathy, active listening, um, communication, building a rapport with a client. So it just gives the opportunity to be able to do that. Interviewing skills, to practice those interviewing skills with the client, um, how to set goals with the client. So you learn all of those um, things as well. So we offer the um, role play to help reinforce that learning um, before you get to your field placement. And then um, some of the other opportunities that we have that are built into the program, we call those the, the resume builders. So with the resume builders, those are um, 
I think I mentioned some of them early, one of them earlier through um, the field placement that the students, they have an opportunity to put those, the field placement work and those hours on the resume. However, the technology and software that students will utilize while they're in the program, those are also things that they can place on the resume. So we definitely encourage students to list those. We um, do uh, do some resume workshops to um, help you to prepare your resume to make sure that it's um, you know, showcased in the order that is human services oriented, because that's the one thing that we always try to push. You know, you want your resume to be human services oriented, especially for those who may not have a background in human services, or they may have little experience and they're just not sure how to showcase that. So these um, resume builders that we have added into the program, in addition to the academic learning, they're really meant to provide that um, a, a more solid overview so that your resume appears as human services oriented to someone that, that's looking at your resume. So one of the other things, of course, that we encourage with that is you know, using terminology that's um, utilized in the human services field. So you're gonna learn that as well. Um, then we have the um, student club. We have a human services club. And so all students, um, once they enter the program, they become part of the club. So you, you're, you can either be a member or you can be a leader. We have leadership opportunities. We did just recently have a career services seminar that our human services leaders that they, um, that they led and they presented material for that. That was just a couple of weeks ago and it was a great success. Um, so there are opportunities like that as well, and that can be included on your resume. We have our Honor Society, which is the Pi Gamma Mu Honor Society. Now, Pi Gamma Mu has been around for quite some time, um, and that is our academic honor society that provides students with um, the opportunity to be able to um, you know, show their excellence in the social services field as far as scholarship, leadership, and service. Uh, that is by, um, invitation is by induction only, and it's based off of your GPA that you achieve while you're in the program. So that's something to take into consideration as well. And if you do, if you are inducted into the Pi Gamma Mu Society, um, there's an opportunity for you to apply for um, a scholarship for graduate school. So that's great for individuals who want to um, continue on and earn a graduate degree, as well as you receive um, two job advanced placements um, for when it comes to federal jobs. So you um, advance two levels on that. Then the other thing that we have um, associated with the program that's a great resume builder is the professional membership or professional association, which is the National Organization of Human Services. Uh, the National Organization for Human Services, they set the um, ethical standards, which are our guiding principles for the profession. And they, um, when you join, the, uh, we call them NOS. when you join NOS, uh, you, you, you kind of get a two for one because you, uh, the, the student membership is at a um, discounted fee, but you, you gain entry into the um, professional association in your region as well. So like for myself, 
I'm part of the national organization, but then my regional affiliation is SOS, the Southern Organization of Human Services. So it's like you uh, a two for one, you pay for one and you're admitted into two. So you can place both of those on your resume, which is excellent. And then through your membership, um, that they have opportunities for job placement um, on their website, as well as they host a conference. Uh, it's a student-focused conference every year. And uh, this year it was virtual because of COVID, but they do plan to eventually go back to having them in person, which when they were in person, what was nice about those is we would encourage all the students across the program to attend. So it would be an opportunity not only to meet other student, human, students in the human services program at St. Leo University, but then you also get to meet other students from other universities who are in human services. So you can have those discussions about the similarities and the differences in their program structure, as well as you can meet educators and practitioners who are working in the field at the um, at these conferences. So it just really promotes uh, um, this professional membership. It promotes partnership, collaboration, um, and awareness. So, I mean, you could see there's, um, you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of great opportunities. We do volunteering in the program. You know, we have some volunteering initiatives going on right now. Uh, we're doing a, a clean out the closet for a spring drive right now for the Goodwill. We did a food drive this past fall. And what's nice about that, even though the program um, uh, is online, I mean, we are at the education centers as well. The education centers, they may do some similar um, club events, but they, there may be some variation. But for the online, we have to structure them so there's things that the students can do um, regardless of what region you're in. So they're, you know, more focused on the larger nonprofit organizations, like the one we're doing for the Goodwill right now. So uh, we also do um, service learning trips. So the service learning trips that we've done in the past, the first one we did, we went to Bermuda. When we went to Bermuda, we met with, um, we met with uh, the representatives at the Bermuda College, and we discussed our human services program and their human services program. Theirs was a little bit different than ours because their focus was on educating um, their learners to be teachers, because uh, they found that that was the need that they had. That's one, one thing that human services workers do. You find out what the need is. <laughs> um, and so their need was they needed more teachers on the island. Um, but we, we came, I think, at a, uh, a nice point in their development because they were about to change their curriculum because they realized they were about to meet that need and they didn't need as many teachers. So they were changing their uh, curriculum at that time. They were about to change it. Um, as well as while we were there, we met with four nonprofit agencies. And so we had meetings with them each day that we were there. And then we did a, a volunteering event within the community as well. So, I mean, that was a great time. Um, for students, um, as well as the faculty too. And it was a good learning experience. Um, and then, you know, we've gone to Spain and we were in the midst of planning a service learning trip for Costa Rica when the um, pandemic unfortunately um, came about. So, you know, we hope to resume this type of activities once things return to whatever normal is gonna look like going forward. But I mean, these are all things that we really feel set us apart. And, you know, 
it helps to set our students apart because they can list these all on their resume. Um, and then for these activities that they're doing that we're mentioning here, we always encourage them to create, keep a portfolio because that portfolio, that can be the one thing that um, helps you to stand out from another candidate when you're applying for job for a job. Um, we've, I've had students share with me, they've shared their portfolio during an interview and they really felt that that was the thing that helped them to stand out because the person interviewing them, not only were now they um, stating what was some of the things that they did, they could actually show them. So they were showing them through their portfolio and that just really, you know, what that was what made the difference for them. Right. Wow. It's, it's, <laughs> like it's said, it's just, it's amazing all the different opportunities and everything. And I know we were talking about the different courses in the program earlier, but wow. There's, there's so much beyond that and so many reasons why, you know, someone out there listening to this should seriously consider this program. Thank you. No, that's very well said, everything you stated. And I, I can certainly include a link to the program page uh, in the show notes uh, for this episode, in addition to some uh, links to some other information uh, that we also spoke about. So uh, once again, we've been speaking with Dr. Amina Abdullah and, uh, Dr. Abdullah, just wants to thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. Really appreciated your time and insight. Well, thank you for having me, Greg. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877 622 2009 or visit stleo.edu.